0: Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcast Network. For more episodes like this, go to B R E E L Network.com. Enjoy the show.
1: There are like different styles of the way bomb makers make their bombs, I think. Yeah. And my guess is. I. Like, it honestly beats me, but I'm sure there must be, like, a universal way that it's kind of done. Like, not one particular way, but I'm sure there's not, like, oh, you know, this is... I've never seen a bomb like this before. I'm sure that's few and far between when it's it's like But it's
0: also, like, the person who he's always on, like, the headset with. The person who's, like, like Googling whatever to do. I don't even know. They're obviously a safe, distance enough away from the bomb, from the explosion. They're not gonna get hurt, but it always—it always ends up with them being like, "You don't fucking know what to do." Uh, what? Do the, so the guy—the green wire, or the red wire. Yeah. Hold on, let me Google it. <laughs> Hold on, Googling. Siri, which wire? These <laughs> the guys like, I gotta cut it. I gotta cut it. He waits till it's zero 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 one, and he just click cuts one.
1: I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's this game called Keep Talk <clears throat> Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, where it's like a two-player kind of game, usually played in VR, where one person is a bomb diffuser and the other person has like a list of directions they got off the internet from the, the manual of this game. And what it is is there's it's like little mini games that are on the bomb that you have to complete mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, you know, we've got Here's a a section, we've got, you know, six wires, here's the order of the colors of these wires, um, this is how many batteries are on the bomb, the bomb does not end at a valve kind of thing, and that'll usually tell you, like, okay, we have to cut this wire, and stuff like that, and then there's other, like, little mini-games on there, so, that's, like, the closest thing to, like, a game I've ever seen of that.
0: Yeah, it's, I I wouldn't know what to do, I'd be like, oh, fuck, I'll get out of here, but. Welcome back to For Your Distraction. I am Scott, and the melodious sounds you're hearing with me, as always, our good friend Adam. Adam, m- happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year.
1: That's right. It is our New Year's show that we're doing. Our I guess you call it our holiday show, um, but we are here the day before New Year's Eve. Uh, when we're recording this yes. show, yes. day before New Year's Eve, when we're recording the show, this should be out, hopefully, New Year's Day. We'll see. Me and Scott, we're going to a uh, New Year's Eve party tomorrow night, so we'll see how much I get done. We're going to get crushed. Yeah, boy. (laughs) So we'll see how much I get done tomorrow, but as of right now, it is 2017 as of we are recording this, and my... God, we are leaving back 2017. It's about fucking time. Holy shit. This year has been horrendous with the amount of deaths that we had, all the amazing people, the amount of celebrities and people in higher up positions that we found out were just grabbing women by the pussy and, you know, just doing and just saying just horrendous things and just the amount of information. It's been horrendous. It's been horrible. Football players aren't catching passes for God's sakes.
0: I, I think the low part of my 2017 was January 20th, 2017, and that is officially the day that Donald Trump took office, and he has been- You can say that started everything. He It has been everything we dreamt and hoped it would be. He has been nothing but
1: shit, and I'm not surprised. Are you surprised? No, I'm not surprised- just to let everybody know, this is not going to be a big rant about the negativity of 2017. You've heard us for a year talk about all the bad shit that's happened, all the horrendous BS that's happened. But you know what? We're going to end the year on a high note. We've got to end it on a high note because we got to look forward to 2018. Yeah. 2018,
0: Scotty. I had some good things happen to me in 2017, too. I mean, I, I went to... I had my California trip we talked about on the show. First time I ever went to the the state of your birth. Yes. Yes, I I enjoyed it. Went to Disneyland, got to see family out there. That that was awesome. My Pittsburgh Penguins repeated as Stanley Cup champions. That's right. Phil Kessel is a two-time Stanley Cup champion and don't forget about it. So those were those were some really good high points of 2017 for me. And you know, I'm I'm not as negative as you. No offense. No offense, but I'm an optimistic, bright-eyed,
1: bushy-tailed kind of a guy.
0: I don't think my 2017 was that bad. Well, you know, there's got to be yin
1: and the yang. There's right. got to be yin and yang yeah. to every relationship, and this podcast has got the yin and the yang. I'm not sure which one is the negative and the positive of yin and yang. I've never studied uh, the yin-yang symbol, but hey. The yin-yang twins? yin-yang twins. ah, Oh, yup. Love them. Um... I've had i a few good things. I've had yeah. A few, few good things. You know, I'm, as as I've talked about many many times, I'm back in school finally full time. That um, made your good list. Yes, that's, that's going my back good to list. school would
0: have made my bad list. So well, again, yin yang, yin yang.
1: I'm gonna get a degree where I don't have to you know do any type of physical labor for money for the rest of my life. So you know that it's a positive for me. Okay. That's what I'm working towards. Fair enough. Um, and I, you know what, I I I caught uh I caught a couple football games finally. Finally got a cup, and the first one I caught this year was the one where Deloney invited me to, which was apparently one of the games of the year, though one of the games where people are freaking out. (coughs) Yes, I I heard you
0: mention that in the opening, Adam, and I I tried to brush it over because I'm still not over it. I'm still not over it. The you're referring to the uh, the Pittsburgh Steeler New England (coughs) Patriots football game that happened a couple of weeks ago, as of us recording the show, and. uh, For those of you who don't know, I mean, you're in the minority, but the Steelers all look like they scored a touchdown with about 20 seconds left to win the game, and the touchdown got reversed off of, in my humble opinion, a very bad call, and they went on to lose the game to the dreaded, hated Patriots. Funny you
1: should mention that whenever I was at the Looney's house watching it, uh, I was watching it with his dad, and... They were going back and reviewing it and Delaney's like, What's going on? Like, what's going on? Like, it was a touchdown, like, what's going on? Deloney's dad looks at it, he's like, That wasn't a pass. He he called it too. He said that it's not a pass. If you look at it, it's not a pass.
0: Like, well, I went back and I read the rule book three times. That's how much of a freak I am. And <clears throat> I, I will I will cut the officials a break because according to the NFL rule book, they got the call right. It should have been ruled an incomplete pass. That being said, that rule is bullshit. It's a very bad rule, and I will be shocked if this offseason, the NFL doesn't change that rule. Now, here's where I'm really upset, because I've also gone back and watched film. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a geek. I study game film, and I've seen this rule. It occurred again with the Buffalo Bills, got a, call, got a touchdown called back against... Guess who? The New England Patriots. The New York Jets had a touchdown called back against, guess who? The New England Patriots. But then the New England Patriots had the same thing happen to them against the Houston Texans, and they ruled it a touchdown. I want consistency, Adam. Consistency is the name of the game. If you're going to make that bad call every time, then I won't argue. It's a bad call. It's a bad rule. But if you're going to call it that way for every team, then good. But I've seen them call it sometimes and not call it other times. Either always call it or never call it. That's how I feel. That's a fair way to do it.
1: This game brought us probably one of the funniest episodes of Pittsburgh Dad, though. Let's be honest. That was a pretty funny episode.
0: Yeah, if if you're not familiar with Pittsburgh Dad, I suggest you Google Pittsburgh Dad. Watch right now and watch some of his stuff. What a a fantastic comedian and... We'll share a link to our Facebook. Everybody,
1: everybody was all up in arms about the game. They were all freaking out, and you know, and all this other shit. I'm just sitting there watching, like, you know what? I was rooting for the Steelers. They lost, but that was that was a nail bite of a game. Like that was that was fun for me. Like I didn't, I wasn't, you know, I was rooting for the Steelers, but I wasn't like, you know, oh my god, this is bullshit. I was like, wow, that's that, that, the tables are turned apparently.
0: Well, I'm glad you got to see that, Adam, because I know you're not. You're not much of a sports fan like the rest of us, but you're trying to get into it, and I respect that wholeheartedly. I respect that, and you saw a great game. There, like last week, the Steelers played Houston. They beat them. I think it was thirty-four to six. It was, seems like a
1: boring game. It was
0: boring. The Steelers killed them. It wasn't. This game was on the edge of your seat, back and forth, fun to watch. that's how football should be, and now you know why we love it so much because it's exciting. It's exciting, but not every game is exciting like that, unfortunately. You can get some duds in there. So.
1: so, Scott, you brought us 2017's last beer of the show. Right, right. This is the final yearly beer of the show that we're gonna do. What do you have for us tonight?
0: Okay, so a little backstory on this one. Um it's very cold here in western Pennsylvania. It's like nine degrees this. outside. It's very no cold. Joke. There's there's feet of snow. It's 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 the dead of winter right now. And um I had this beer. In my outside fridge. We have an, what's we, well, in a garage. So a lot of people have a garage fridge you keep your drinks in. And I'm going to call bullshit on Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls when he hides in the refrigerator to uh, escape the yeah. atomic bomb blast. Yeah. So my fridge out there doesn't keep the freezing air out of the fridge. I had a couple cans of pop in there that they exploded all through my fridge. And the beer I had in there, beer has some alcohol in it, so it doesn't freeze, turn into a block of ice. But it got really, really cold.
1: Not just not just fridge, but a fridge from what? Oh, uh, it's 1950s. An, it's an 1960s? Old fridge. Yeah, at least. Not talking mean, about. I'm talking about the Indiana Jones fridge, okay? Fridge right. Fridge technology has you know accelerated since then. Well, but- the fridge that I, in question that I have at my house isn't quite
0: as old as the f- fridge featured in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. Yes. But it's a very old fridge nonetheless. And it wouldn't keep radiation out. I'm sorry. It's not lead lined, I suppose, but it kept the, the the fri the frigid air, the the zero degrees that it goes down to at night has gotten in and it made our beer very cold. And when you and I opened them now, it exploded like a volcano. When they the did. warm air mixed with the cold We've beer We've had and- some
1: beers that have that have done that before, but nothing like this. This oh. just Went everywhere. It, it made a mess. So this we got, would have got you would have gotten an A in your elementary school science fair our, our project for this. Uh, yes, I would have. You so, would have got the blue ribbon.
0: But we're on your control now. We got it all cleaned up. This beer is an Imperial Red Ale from the Laverty, or Lavery or La- Lavery Lavery
1: Lavery 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 Lavery. Either way.
0: Lavery Brewing Company in Erie, Pennsylvania. Tell you what, Erie right now. erie Jesus, in, they got it worse. Yeah, your old neck of the woods, your old stomping grounds where you used to go to school. It, it made national news. They have 54 inches of snow right now. Christ. They got 34 inches of snow alone on Christmas Eve. They, they, I've seen pictures of some of my friends who live up in Erie. They can't open their front door. The snow is piled so high. They need to climb out a window to to dig their door out so they can get outside. Like, it, it's a state of emergency in Erie. That's ridiculous. The, the highways are closed. Still, after a week, the highways are closed. It's it's a nightmare up there. But that's where this beer is from. It's the Imperial Red Ale from the Laverty <coughs> Brewing Company.
1: So what do you think? You go first. Um, I like it. It's a, it's a pretty good beer. As I've said, I'm not a big fan of the bitterness, but my palate is becoming... Uh, more tuned, I guess you would say, to the bitter, bitter beers. This isn't too bitter, but um, I'm enjoying it. It's it's decent beer. It's not a very dark beer. It's a uh, amber colored beer, I guess you would say. Um, it's a little bit darker than an amber. I'd say eh, it's a more red. It's more auburn. You'd say that auburn, very auburn. good auburn. auburn. Yes. Like, yes. Yes, former art student here yeah <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I guess you would say it's an auburn colored. no real wow factor to it. it tastes like a regular red ale um, it's it it goes down smooth though it goes down nice and easy it doesn't set the body of your stomach. It's a good beer I, I'd recommend it definitely it's recommendation for 2017 okay um I enjoy.
0: Red ales, I, I like them. This one, um, being imperial, red ale, a little bit, it's got a little bit of a hot flavor to it, a little bit of a bitter, but not like an IPA, not like overbearing. Yeah. Um, it's good. I'm a little bit upset with the explosion that happened. Uh, but that's, can't can't judge that on I, the beer. I can't blame the beer. Yeah. We, we, we lost a lot, a lot of good soldiers on that hill, so yeah. um, I'm going to give it a, 3.75. It's
1: above, above, average. above average. Above average. It is
0: above average, but like you said there's no wow factor, and I agree with that. <coughs> I agree with that. So that's the Imperial Red Ale from the Lavery Brewing Company in Erie, Pennsylvania.
1: Now, as we said before, we're not going to get into a large diatribe about 2017's low moments. We're going to talk about what we loved about 2017. Mm-hmm. More specifically, we're gonna talk about our favorite movies of 2017.
0: Right, right. We did this last year. It's it's gonna be our yearly thing. We're gonna we're gonna rate and review and do like a top five of <coughs> movies of that year. So I did this. I I, I went back and I, I thought of the tw- the movies that came out in 2017 that I've seen. I didn't see that many. At
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. F- see- Fine print on the bottom of this episode. Okay, don't we did we see we saw like. Maybe ten movies, if yeah. that. Like I that's gonna be my new year's resolution for twenty eighteen. I'm gonna try to get out and see a lot more. Uh not just the big ones like Black Panther and Avengers and all that stuff. I'm gonna try to get out and see a lot more of them. So I didn't even see Justice League. Christ.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen it either. I, th- I
1: think I chose not to see that movie yeah. though, because I heard it wasn't great and I didn't want to sit through three and a half hours of not great. So
0: So yeah, I uh I went to make my top five list. And I realized that I had seen seven, seven movies of 2017. And I said, that's going to be a pretty shitty top five list. We were taking five out of seven. So this week, <coughs> I made an attempt to watch a few more. So I, this week alone, I watched three movies that came out in 2017. You might be more so, than me, so... So I got to, I got to a ten. Ten's my magic number. But we've probably seen some different ones. You and I have a lot of the same taste, so we might have some the same movies on our list. But let's just, let's just go ahead and kick it off. Uh,
1: I tried, I tried just everybody knows that we've all heard, to heard us talk about our movies, particularly me. I tried my best to kind of eliminate some of the comic book movies, because if, if, if I'm being honest, all the comic book movies would be on there and that would just be the top five. So I'm trying to be a little different. I'm trying to give some of the other movies a better chance, you know, you know, judge them based on some different criteria than normally. It's your list. You can do what you want. So, Good, you go first. If I had to pick my number one movie that I saw this year, it would have to probably be Logan. Okay. i give it to Logan because, yes, comic book movie, but it was so much more than a comic book movie. It wasn't your normal, you know, comic book kind of story. It told a really, really amazing story. For those of you that have not seen Logan, I even if you're not a fan of comic book superheroes or anything like that, see this movie. It, it, it just told a genuinely good story. The character development was good. It's supposedly supposed to be, rumor, uh, Hugh Jackman's last go as Wolverine, so I think he went out with a bang in this one unless he comes back, then we know that Hollywood just lies to us all the time. Well, things have <coughs> changed. He did say that.
0: Hugh Jackman did say that Logan was going to be his swan song. He was going to retire the character Logan, Wolverine, Weapon X, whatever. But then shortly after the movie, we know, we talked about it on the last show, Disney acquired the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe from Fox. So that means Disney now owns the rights to the X-Men. And I guess, from what I understand, Hugh Jackman put a tweet out there that said it would be pretty cool to be Wolverine in an Avengers movie. So I'm not saying it's going to happen. We shall see. Not saying it's going to happen, but there is a small possibility of Hugh Jackman maybe being Wolverine. We'll see what they have to do with
1: it. So Um, I'm going to do
0: it a little bit different than you. I'm going to work my from the bottom up.
1: Okay, fair enough. So
0: I I didn't really put it in order, but I think I have an order in my head. And right (laughs) off the bat, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to cheat because I have a tie for number five. Oh, you bastard. So I'm going to give you two and I, I don't care. So tied two movies tied for my fifth slot, my fifth favorite films, (coughs) 2017. First one. I have pirates of the Caribbean, dead men tell no tale.
1: That's right. I forgot that movie came out. Yes. I made my list anyway, but okay,
0: that's fine. I love the pirates of the Caribbean films. Uh, the first one, Curse of the Black Pearl, that came out in 03 is one of my top 10 favorite films. I love it. The last film on Stranger Tides was a flaming turd. It was a piece <coughs> of garbage. I hated it. This movie, Dead Man Tell No Tale, was nowhere near as good as Curse of the Black Pearl. I don't even think it was as good as Dead Man's Chest. But it was on par with... with uh, At World's End. I think I might have liked it better than At World's End, and it was certainly better than On Stranger Tides. So I like that they're getting... Back into the it was it was a fun movie yeah it was fun it was a, it I, was I enjoyed a fun movie
1: there's a lot of I, as I mentioned before I'm not going to go into them there was a lot of huge plot holes that there were yeah made zero you saw this movie you saw this but, movie too so. yes I did but other than that it was a fun movie you it was, liked it I, I enjoyed it okay. yes I had I had fun with it so
0: so that's tied it, for number five my other number five which is tied for it is a movie I said I just saw some this week this is one that I just saw this week and it's Star Wars the Last Jedi.
1: Tied for my number five, and you're giving me the big eyes. We're going to get into a conversation on Star Wars, because I've seen it too, and we have to talk about it. It's the end of the year, Mm -hmm. and we're recording it. We've both seen it. we got to talk to it. Spoilers, Star Wars did not make my list. Okay. Period. Did not make my list. So I I
0: liked it better than The Force Awakens. I did. And um, I think I had The Force (laughs) Awakens on my list last year. So it wouldn't be fair. I deal I like it it has some problems. Okay, we'll get into that we're later. Gonna, we're gonna we'll we we'll get into it we're later. We're
1: gonna we're gonna get into it. Star we're, Wars I've been waiting to get into because I haven't had okay. anybody to talk to about it since because nobody's I know has seen it. One person I know has seen it, and that's Ed from the Movie Guys Podcast. Oh, yeah, Ed, yeah. They've already done the review of Star Wars and they've put it out, and I know he thinks very similarly. We'll post sim- a link to their show yes. and ours. I know he thinks very similarly. That the way the same way that I do, um, but I only had a very brief texting conversation with him, and that was about it. So I want to get into it. Um, I'll go into my next one. Okay. Um, after Logan, they're kind of really not in any particular order. They're just kind of like movies I really like. So my next four, next one's gonna be Wonder Woman. Okay.
0: <laughs> I've not, not seen Wonder Woman although you loaned me your copy. Yes, just I'm tonight. I'm to watch it. Uh, my daughter, Eva, loves Wonder Woman, so I wanted to wait for her to watch it with her. So I've
1: not seen it yet. Not only did I think it was a really good movie, it goes—it kind of goes a little bit beyond a comic book movie because mm-hmm. while it is about a superhero, it's mainly about World War One and Diana's ideal of what humanity is supposed to be about and the good and the bad and all this other stuff. But more importantly, I think what this did was it's... Probably if not one of, it is the first female superhero movie that did well. We've had some female quote superhero movies or anti-hero movies like Catwoman with Halle Berry and things like that. <clears throat> I mean, I, I would argue that it's the first DC movie that did well since Dark Knight. Yes. So But we're not talking about that. We're okay. talking about the female empowerment. We're talking about we're talking about that, okay? Which is which is a great aspect. Finally women and little girls have a female superhero that is powerful strong and fights for fights for good that they can look up to and it was a good fucking movie too mm-hmm. so cool that that's I'm have to I have to give it to Wonder Woman I'm
0: looking forward to seeing it hey I know this is your list but you said in the opening you were gonna try to leave the comic I know and your two I movies know, have been coming I know, okay just pointing that out
1: just but I had to put Wonder Woman because I felt like it, it goes beyond the comic You can do whatever you want. I'm just saying. You said no I said I'm, I'm going to try, it. mother asshole. I said I'm going to try. I, I could fail. Okay, okay. I can fail. My number four. I choose to fail at.
0: My number four. Spider-Man Homecoming is my Fair number enough. four. I, I liked it. I think Disney got Spider-Man right. I think finally we have a Spider-Man film. I don't care. We saw it with Tobey Maguire. We saw it with Andrew Garfield. I'm sick and tired of them giving us this 45, 50-minute long backstory about how Peter Parker gets Everybody's bit by a radio. tired of it. I don't give a shit about Uncle Ben dying. Okay? Yes, I get it. It's, it's part of you. With great power comes great responsibility. That's the whole thing that Jack Kirby and Stan Lee gave to Spider-Man. I understand that, but I don't need to fucking see that again in a third movie. So Disney said, "To hell with that shit. He's just gonna be Spider-Man from this, from go."
1: Also, what this movie gave us was an Aunt May we'd like to fuck. <laughs> My biological clock is ticking like this. <laughs> So Spider-Man: Homecoming is my number four. <clears throat> All right, my next one, once again, no particular order. Um, I gave it to it. I, I have it not it. seen it. <laughs> I kind of want to. I gave it to it. I watched it again last night. Before you say anything, they it may have may not been acquired through legal or illegal manner. I don't know. I just know it came on the TV screen, so I sat and watched it. That's as far as I know. <laughs> um, but I watched again last night. And I gotta be honest with you, it's not, it's not a scary movie. It's got it's got a few like scary aspects, but it's not to me like a scary movie. But it is a good thriller movie where it's like it's a good like you've got this Pennywise a clown hunting down these kids, trying to freak these kids out. The casting was good. All the kids were good. The a- child actors. One of them uh played in Stranger Things.
0: I love Stranger Things. Yes, and he so.
1: and he played in It and. A lot of people said that it, like Stranger Things, was just a nostalgia fest. That's all it was, isn't it? An 80s nostalgia fest. That's all it was. I liked it. I was born in 89, so I don't remember anything from the 80s, obviously. And I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was a nostalgia fest, but I just thought it was a... The Conjuring was the last good, scary movie I saw. And it didn't scare me once again, mm-hmm. but it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. I think this is another good, scary movie. It may not scare you, but... It's a good thriller, scary movie. And I can't wait for part two, to be honest with you. The only bad part about part two that I'm going to see is it's not a spoiler. We all know it. It's going to take place when they're adults. So we're not going to have the same cast of kids. Right. I'm
0: nervous about seeing. I don't know how I'm going to react to the whole killing of innocent children thing. But hey, well, it's a movie. I get it. But yeah. All right. It's make believe. Make believe. Pennywise isn't. These real. kids are sitting at home <laughs> counting their money. Yeah. So I was like, I don't care
1: how you feel about it. I yes, got paid exactly.
0: So, all right, number three for me. My number three favorite film of 2017 <laughs> is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Adam, great what a movie! What a fun movie! Great fucking
1: movie! What, what
0: great characters! Who who would have thought? I knew absolutely jack shit about the Guardians in comic book, like, when I was a kid. It existed. It was a thing. It was out there. But it was not anything in my repertoire. And now that I've seen these films, two of them now, and they're going to be in the Avengers movies now, I just love these guys. They're fun. Like, I'd want to hang out with them.
1: It's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 was maybe one of the first Marvel movies that really brought that... Hyper fun aspect to it. All of the all the other movies they had like little jokes here and there. The first Guardians of the Galaxy movie was just pure fun, pure sarcastic fun. There was you know a villain and they had to fight stuff, but it was pure sarcastic fun. And Volume Two, it just upped the ante in my it did, opinion. It did. So very much
0: like <coughs> Volume Two Guardians of Gal. That's my number three.
1: Okay, um, my next one, once again, no particular order, is. Going back to another comic book movie, but it might be my last one, Thor Ragnarok.
0: Ah, you, I want to see it. You have not seen I'm it. Really, I really want to see this one more
1: than this anything. This movie is amazing. It took the idea of Thor, and it. I'm gonna honestly say it. Guardians of the Galaxy did is what it did. Like, it still had its stakes, and it still had, you know, Thor gods and all this other stuff, but it, it guarded. Jeff Goldblum is one of my fucking favorite characters in the entire movie, and he's not even, like, a he's a big role, but he doesn't have as many scenes as most of the other characters. Like, I loved Jeff Goldblum's character. It took Thor 1, which was good, but it was really serious. Thor 2, terrible. Shit. Super serious, and absolute dog shit. And he took Thor 3, and it's like... Fuck it. Let's chop his hair off and have fun with it. Apparently, uh, I listen to a lot of Kevin Smith podcasts and apparently Chris Hemsworth said that if they all said it was Chris Hemsworth was like the pioneer to be like, let's take Thor and have fun with it. Like no more of this serious bullshit. And when somebody asked him like, Where'd you like where'd you get the idea? He's like, Well, I listened to a podcast by Kevin Smith and, you know, he was talking about it and it got me to thinking like, yeah, let's have fun with Thor. Like, who gives a shit? So that that kind of makes me a little happy because yeah. it's like like this this guy in the low end of the totem pole affected a fucking Marvel movie. So
0: All right. So <laughs> my number 2 I'm surprised it took this long. But my number 2 is Logan. Which was your favorite, right? You said yeah. that was number one. You yeah, go, that's. You're going in reverse no, order from me. So. There's no,
1: once again, my movie is no particular okay. order, but Logan is, without a doubt, probably my favorite movie of the okay.
0: year. I, I'm very much like Logan. I have it at number two. Logan is my number two favorite <laughs> film of 2017 for all the same reasons you said. I thought it was great, <coughs> there was excitement. It was the, the Wolverine that we came to know and love from a million films already. If you didn't already. tear
1: up at the end of that movie, no. you've got no heart. I'm right. sorry.
0: Right. So I, I very much liked Logan. <coughs> you know, I watched it a long time ago. I, I need to rewatch it. So I was
1: thinking about that the other day, too. I, I kind of want to watch it again. Yeah, it's, I think
0: it's on... I've heard... HBO Go, I think, has it, so I might watch it on there. So
1: Well, I, my, my mother has it on Blu-ray, I think. There's a... There's apparently a version of it. I didn't watch it like this, which is called like the noir version. It's black it's and the, white. Yeah, yeah, it's the entire movie in black and white. And at first it didn't appeal to me, but then I heard a lot of people say, that's that's a good it's a good version. I'm like, mm, maybe I should watch that then. So I might I might do it that way. I
0: see, the noir versions I'm not really that into until I just recently watched uh Mad Max Fury Road, the Noir Great version. Movie. And it was black and white. And he, oh man. See, I was I was thinking to myself, am like, Mad Max was so Fury Road was just so visually stunning that I'm like, I won't like the black and white version. Adam, I loved it. So I might I might give the Logan <clears throat> noir version a chance too. So that's
1: my number two. All right, my last one on my list. I'm mm-hmm. um, giving it to a movie I saw, I think it was last week. Uh, I'm giving it to Bright, the Netflix original film. Okay. That, uh, came out. It's the Will Smith one. It's about I saw Will it. Smith playing a cop. Mm-hmm. And it's about fantasy creatures like orcs and elves and shit like that existing mm-hmm. in the world today so it's like take chicago you got it today throw in a mix of elves and orcs in there and shit like that just living their day-to-day lives with like their own history and everything like that it's it's a superb movie it's really good i've always said you know me i'm into video games i like fantasy stuff i like lord of the rings and all that other shit i've always said i would love to see orcs the what we got in that movie i would love to see these fantasy creatures existing today. What would it be like if you know if it so developed as like a
0: it's like tokens <laughs> uh <laughs> tokens universe is the actual history of this world.
1: Kind of, yeah, like, a little like bit in a sense. Like there, like there's a dark lord in legend that existed two thousand years ago in yes. this world and the, the the kind of basic story of it is the orcs apparently according to history or theology, whatever you want to call it sided with the Dark Lord two thousand years ago and they were beaten back and the Dark Lord is beaten back. So now the orcs have grown up as in the society basically since then, century or thousands of years ago, as like the token beatdown race of the world. Like you picked the wrong side. You picked the evil side, so now you gotta pay for it for generations.
0: How so, black people are in our universe. Kind that's of, yeah. how, that's how it, orcs it kind of are. is like yeah. like
1: they have like they have they're Gangs and things like they're, that, they, and all this kind, kind of stuff. They're <coughs> discriminated against. Yeah. Their, yeah, and it's about it's about Will Smith as his cop, and he gets si- assigned the first ever orc police officer. It's this orc that always wanted to be a cop since he was uh, a child, and he gets assigned the first orc police officer. And it's about the fact that Will Smith has to get over his prejudice over orcs because he's just trying to get through the day to day, his day to day life through his job, and having an orc as a partner puts a target on his back, essentially. And it goes to that thing. And he, this orc, he's shunned by everybody. He's shunned by humans, elves. He's shunned by his own kind because he joined the police force and, he's, and all this shit. Like He's shunned by everybody. It's a really, really good, compelling movie, I think. They I even saw... added a little bit of magic in there. Yeah. And it didn't take me out of it. It didn't really take me out of it. It didn't delete or get rid of what the movie was about. I saw it, and
0: um, if you're listening to the show and you haven't seen it yet, it's on Netflix. I recommend checking it out, but I didn't love it. Really? I didn't love it. I thought it was okay, it was entertaining to watch once, but there was just so much going on. Uh, it, it's David Ayers. David Ayers did it, who did Suicide Squad and did Fury. And one of the other films that David Ayers did that I absolutely love is uh, Training Day from 2001. With Denzel Washington, Ethan Hawke, you're smiling. You know what I'm going to say? Yeah. Because I saw it on the internet, too. It's a great thing from the internet. Before I ever watched Bright, somebody put... So Bright is just like Training Day with elves and a lot shittier. (laughs) (laughs) I got a kick out of that because when uh... when I watched it, I'm like, wow, this is fucking Training Day. Not only is it fucking Training Day, it's by the same guy who did Training Day. And they're putting magic in it, and it's not as good. Like, that's kind of what it was, yeah. But I I, I enjoyed it. Uh, It was entertaining, but, yeah, it didn't make my list.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, what is your final movie on your list? My number
0: one, Adam, my number one favorite film of the year was the live-action Beauty and the
1: Beast. I thought about that one. Yes, thought it was
0: very it. good. And you and I have talked about it on the show and I know you liked it too. You didn't like the, the extra song they added for the beast and to be honest it wasn't my favorite either but it wasn't a deal breaker. I thought it was excellent. Excellent. It say film. it was a deal breaker. I still liked it. I right, still liked right. the movie, so. Yeah, it, it wasn't a great song that they added, but I, I kind of understand why. One would why say they did. it was a shitty song. So yeah, it wasn't very good. So we'll just leave I'll I'll leave that that's my opinion, but the rest of it was just Oh, talk, you were talking about nostalgia earlier. This was fucking nostalgia for me. And it was fucking Hermione as Belle and it was like in my face and it was uh, it was the guy
1: from Legion who's playing the beast and yeah. I'm like this is
0: fucking great. I love everything about this. I
1: still think that Beauty and the Beast overall is a weird story because it's about this woman who sings and talks about freedom and exploring the world and seeing sights and meeting people. And the story ends with her being tied down to a man and queen of this kingdom. And she can't go fucking do anything now. And now she's stuck in a castle. But she's got a hot guy that she could, you know, I'm not going to go beyond PG-13. For I you need a people. hot girl. So, I've always thought it was a weird story, but still good movie. I like it. That's my number one,
0: my number one favorite film of the year.
1: Okay, as we like to do, we've got a few honorable mentions. We're gonna rattle them off, you know, pretty quickly. We're not gonna—they didn't make the list, so why would we give them more time, right? Um, my own mentions: Beauty and the Beast, Guardians Two, and Spider-Man: Homecoming. I got one more that we didn't talk about, though: John Wick Two. It's a fun, haven't seen it. Fun, great action movie. Keanu Reeves is fantastic. He's a badass in the movie. He's not given a lot of lines in the movie, which I think kind of makes it better because we don't have to hear the, what? What? No, what? Huh? Yeah.
0: Strange things are afoot at the circle, K.
1: Righteous. <laughs> so it, it made it better. Great movie. If you haven't seen either of them, they're both really good movies. Take a gander at them.
0: Okay, I got a couple honorable mentions myself. Uh, you're going to be surprised, I think, on this one. I have Kong Skull Island as an honorable mention for me. It was a good movie. didn't make any of my lists. I, I, I enjoyed it, and it exists in the same monsterverse, if you will, with the 2014 Godzilla flaming turd, that I absolutely hated. <clears throat> not a flaming turd, but okay. I hated that not movie. Of, just you, a, loved, you liked just it? Just
1: not enough monsters, that's I just, all. I, uh,
0: yeah. Too much Scarlet Witch, uh, not enough Breaking Bad, and not enough fucking Godzilla. And that's what the movie's called. Yeah. All right. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Kong Skull Island. I thought there was enough monsters in it. And I liked it. Yeah. It was good. Uh, I, it was, it was better than the Peter Jackson King Kong we got with Jack Black and Adrian Brody's back in the, the early aughts. That movie was entirely too long and entirely too ho-hum. This is every King Kong we've ever seen. This is a new take on it. This is completely different, King Kong. And I like the ending, how it introduces, it ties him in with Godzilla mythos, and along with Mothra and Gamera and uh, <coughs> I'm especially and a King big
1: Gra- fan of the way they explain the reason why Kong is so small, because if you ever watch any of the trailers of Kong Skull Island, he's like, he's not even that big. Like, how's he going to fight Godzilla? Godzilla's like the size of a skyscraper. He goes, he goes, yeah, he's right. like, well, he's still a baby. Yeah. He's still a baby. He has a lot more grown do. I was like, yeah, there we go. He's going to be fucking huge. So that's one of my honorable mentions. Another one
0: I have here is the movie Split by M. Night Shyamalan.
1: I still have not seen that movie. Okay. I, want, I
0: want to see it. I recommend seeing it. Um, I was a big M. Night Shyamalan fan early in his career. I really enjoyed his films. And then he started putting out Flaming Turd after Flaming Turd and... He kind of lost <coughs> lost me in there, but this is kind of a return to form film with him. Um, what's his name? James McAvoy. Yeah, is excellent in it because he's playing a character with split personalities. He's a, he's a good actor, James. and he's a great Enjoy actor. Him. And he, to to play this character who's. Different from moment to moment is incredible. What a great job he does on this film. Um, and one thing, spoilers, I think most people know about this, but what I really love about it is at the end of the film, they tie in M. Night Shyamalan, probably my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie, Unbreakable, with yeah, Bruce Willis and Sibyl Jackson. Briefly, yeah. it, it, t- it makes them, so there's going to be an, an Unbreakable 2 with the villain they introduce fighting. Uh, David Dunn's character, uh, Bruce Willis's character from Unbreakable movie back in the '90s. I think so, that's great. I still great. have to watch
1: it. I still, I still got to get that chance.
0: Yeah, I, I, love that. I can't wait for that to happen. I don't know when that's going to happen, but <clears throat> hopefully soon. And my last honorable mention is is a unique one. It is a, I think it's a Netflix only movie, but I could be wrong. It didn't get much fanfare out there. I watched it on Netflix. It's called What Happened to Monday. And it's really unique. Um, the actress who play who was the main character, her name escapes me. She was uh, in girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah, I know um, you're talking about. Dark haired, pretty. She is. It, it takes place in the future, and it's. Uh, there's a there's a famine. There's no food. So scientists discover this way to create large plethoras of crops, but the chemical they use is people makes no. It makes women have multiple children. So now the earth has an overpopulation problem. So, of course, the government steps in and they allow you to have one kid only and no siblings and they, like, kill the
1: rest. Oh! Yes. Is this... The... Keep explaining. I think okay. I know what you're talking so, about. Sorry.
0: Sorry. It, it, the story opens up with this woman who uh, who has seven kids, who has seven babies. And she goes to some back alley to to have the, have the kids so she doesn't have them taken away. And this actress... Uh, uh, Numi re- re- plays, plays all seven, just like James McAvoy did a great job. She did wonderful playing all seven of these people, and they're raised by their grandfather, who's played by Willem Dafoe. Love him. And uh, what happens is they get found out, and they have to like save each other. And each each sibling's named after a day of the week, Monday through Sunday. Oh, that's interesting. So they each have one day where they're allowed to leave while the other six have to stay, they can't be seen. And it, it's a really cool movie. That's that's interesting. That's, yes. That's, that's interesting. It was a really cool movie. Uh, it was, You can tell it was kind of a lower budget film. Yeah. Glenn Close was in it. Uh, but check it out. It's on Netflix. What Happened to Monday is one of my honorable mentions. I, I enjoyed
1: it. All right. Well, that's our favorite movies of 2017. If you haven't seen any of those, obviously, we recommend them all. We recommend them all. Um... We're gonna briefly just you know kind of give you our movies of twenty eighteen that we're looking forward to. We got there's, okay. there's a plethora of movies that are coming out in twenty eighteen, and we're looking forward to a lot of them. Um, obviously, we're not gonna talk about them at nauseum that we have been. We don't Maybe, really know too much, yeah, yet, because so. we haven't seen them. We mm-hmm. don't know what's going on, but we we're just we're looking forward. What to movies them. are you looking
0: forward to coming out next year, twenty eighteen? What All movies right. are you gonna line up <laughs> at the theater day one?
1: Yeah. Um, I can give my list first. Okay. I'm just gonna rattle them off real quick. Uh, Avengers, Finny War. We talked about that at Nauseam. and basically we did an entire episode about that almost. So. We did an
0: entire episode about the trailer, so that's how excited we are for this yeah. one.
1: I can't. I'm looking forward to the new Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. I want to see what that's all about. I was. I like the. I like the first Jurassic World, so I want to see what that's all about. Deadpool two, obviously. I'm looking. Not one of your favorites. I'm looking forward. to I'll probably to
0: it. see it. I'll probably see it, but Black, not
1: high on my list. Black yeah. Panther. That comes out like in 2 months. A month and a half actually, so Incredibles 2. I forgot that that movie is going to be coming oh, out. Yeah. I'm looking forward to I that. I forgot
0: about that too. I I've been looking forward to that for a long time. Yeah. This is something that needs to happen.
1: Um The New Mutants. That looks like it's going to be a very interesting because it's it's the uh mutant, the X-Men universe, some mutants, but it's uh written kind of like a horror movie. So I want to see what kind of what they do with that. That looks really interesting. I think I think Maisie Williams plays in that. Yeah. So. Um the new Pacific Rim is coming out, Uprising. It's, th- those movies aren't good, but they're entertaining as fuck. I lo- I want to see giant robots fighting yes. giant monsters, so that's why I want to see this movie. I want
0: it to be fucking Voltron, though. I don't want it to
1: be Pacific Rim. Like, let's do fucking Voltron already. Well, there's some big-ass monsters at this one, so who knows what they have to do? I don't know. Um, Looking at you, Saban apparently Venom is supposed to be coming out this year. Okay. That's, that's a Tom rumor. Hardy, right? I think so. That That's a rumor. I think, I don't know, but I, I hope it's coming out this year. I want to see what they do with that. Um, Ant-Man, the Wasp looking forward to that. So you're looking forward to every movie coming out basically. Basically, Yeah. And a fantastic beast, a new movie's coming out. I yeah, want to see that. I, I, I want to see
0: that one too. So I'm really like super mega looking forward to the new, the new Jurassic film. Yeah. Is it, is it called Jurassic Park 5, or is it called Jurassic World 2? It's called Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Oh, they don't so, go with a number. That's no. smart, 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 Yeah. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that. I love those films. I'm looking, like you said, Avengers, the Infinity War. Yeah. So stoked for that. But here's one you forgot to mention that I'm looking forward to. And I don't know. It might not be good, but I don't care. I'm going to go watch it, and that's...
1: Solo, a Star Wars story yeah, by Ron Howard. I didn't forget to mention it. I chose to leave it out. Oh, come I on. I chose to leave it out. Come I chose on. to leave it out. There's been so many rewrites and so many so many director changes. I've heard that that movie, I've, I've heard things about the movie from people that are that are there. It's, it's set up for failure. <coughs> it is so set up for failure. So that's good if
0: you set the bar low. I mean, you know, Han Solo is my favorite character in the star wars but universe. is he your
1: favorite character because it's han solo or is it because you love harrison Ford? Oh, which is it well which is it that's the I big mean, question. i love so, indiana
0: jones i love blade runner not maybe o- i fucking love harrison yeah. ford
1: okay. not only does this uh movie have a big hurdle because of all the things that have been going on with it it also has another big hurdle of is he going to be a good han solo is this new guy going to be a good han solo is he going to do well or is he going to wreck it uh, freaking Rogue One I thought was a good movie but there were no characters pretty much from any previous movie that weren't CGI. There was one or two and then there was Darth Vader but he had like a brief scene he was a badass but other than that like Rogue One had basically all new characters for most of the
0: movie. Uh... Yeah, I you know what? Maybe it's just I love Harrison Ford. <laughs> it might be that. Yeah, so. I love I love Seven Days
1: and Seven Nights. So, so maybe I fucking love Harrison Ford. So that's that's we got to remember that. We got to remember that. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that. So. I'm still gonna go see it too. But yeah. I mm, we'll see. We will see. What's your what's what else you got on that? That's it, man. That's that's, it? that's, that's yeah. I kept it short and sweet. I, I kept like it. it
0: short and sweet. I wanted to spend a lot of my time. I, I, I'm looking forward to and this. Might not just be 2018. I'm looking forward to seeing what Disney does with almost absolute control of the Marvel franchise. The Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has grown exponentially with the acquisition of Fox and, and the majority of Sony too. I mean, they're still doing the <coughs> Venom movie and things of like that. I get that, but I just, I'm just so excited to see all these comics, all these characters that we loved, come to the big screen. And done the right
1: way. I, I have a theory about that. It's going to go into our conversation on Star Wars. Okay. Um, but we're, we're going to talk about Star Wars now. And you really
0: want to talk about Star Wars? I right?
1: haven't had a chance to talk about it with anybody, really. It. So, here's the thing. I think we should just do a spoiler, honestly.
0: Spoiler alert.
1: I think Yeah, I think we should just do a spoiler conversation about Star Wars. If you've not seen it yet... By all means, stop this show right now and then come back and let's do it when you've seen it. But I think we should do a spoiler because I got a lot to say and not a lot, not a lot of time to say it. So there's a couple
0: of things I want to say too. um as far as spoilers go, there really wasn't as like there's a
1: huge fucking spoiler in this movie.
0: I uh, will get to that.
1: huge fucking spoilers in this movie.
0: Argu- three, arguably three. Three huge yeah, fucking three. spoilers in this movie. Arguably <laughs> so, three. Arguably three, but... We'll, one okay. in
1: particular that changes the way the rest of the movies were going to go. So, so you, you're the one really excited to talk
0: about it. You go first.
1: <clears throat> I think The Last I, Jedi. I don't think it's any mystery at this point. I did not... I'm not going to say I didn't like it. I was extremely disappointed with the way this movie went.
0: A lot of people were. Do you feel one thing I, I I think Disney played it too safe. Do you agree well, with that? Well, this goes
1: into my this goes into what we were talking about before when you were excited about Disney getting hold of all of Marvel. This is what I was thinking about. What Marvel has is something Star Wars does not have. Marvel has one man behind the helm that loves these uh, these characters and these comics and loves these movies that is kind of consolidating everything to try to make trying to make everything as make as much sense as possible, and that's Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige, this is what I was thinking about. Kevin Feige is the man behind the Marvel movies. He's the one that kind of plans everything out. We're doing this movie this way. We're going to, this this person's going to do this movie. Like, he's the man that Disney goes to. him, like, we're going to be doing these movies. Like, how are we going to do these? And he's the man that's behind it all. Like, he's, you're shaking your head a little bit, but, like, he's pretty fucking well-known. Um, and he kind of consolidates everything. And this is what I was thinking about. Star Wars doesn't have that. Disney's just writing the checks for the most part. Like when it comes to the Marvel movies, most of them at least, Disney kind of just writes the checks and they they have obviously control over it but they leave most of the they leave most of what's going to go on to this man Kevin Feige.
0: Well, Disney does that with JJ J. Abrams too. That's I fine mean, but, but he took I, a step back with uh, the last Jedi, but it's no secret. And I think that was part, I think that was a problem. He's coming back for the third. And round that's what I think yeah. we
1: need. I think Disney so this so what this means is the failure of Last Jedi is mm-hmm. not necessarily on Disney's head. But I don't I don't know. I feel like I feel like if you have to say that they, Disney did not fail with this movie, then you gotta say that they didn't necessarily succeed with the Marvel movies. They just kind of wrote the checks and let Kevin Feige do you know take most control over that. But Disney I don't know. This movie was disappointing. I'm just gonna say that. It's disappointing. I liked The Force Awakens. Like a lot. I forgave it because Everybody said, oh, that's just a new hope. Like, everything about the movie is just a new hope. It's a new hope. And I was like, I get it, but it was entertaining, it was fun, and it kind of restarted the the Star Wars universe on a good note, as opposed to the prequel trilogies that happened. So I forgave it for that. This movie screamed Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Kind of together. Yeah, they put them together. From the crawl. From the crawl, that always goes up at the beginning of the movie. I was so excited. I was like, that uh, freaking opera music came on. It was like, da, 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 da. it was like Star yeah, Wars. John Williams. John yeah. Williams came on. I'm like, yes, fucking Star Wars. And then I started reading the crawl, and I looked. I was like, so you're doing Empire Strikes Back? Because it literally said that. The First Order has tracked down the Resistance after the defeat of their powerful weapon, and they finally found their base, and now the Resistance has to escape. I'm like, that was the beginning plot to Empire Strikes Back. Luke blew up their ultimate weapon, now the Empire is tracking down the Rebellion, and now the Rebellion has to escape. And I'm like, don't do not do this. But all right, whatever. They're let's doing go. this. I was let's, like, whatever. Let's... Do it, fine. Let's see what's going on. I love the opening sequence. I loved the... um. I love Poe and his assault on the First Order's fleet that came to chase after him. I thought it was really good. And it showed in the beginning that they're willing to take losses. That basically the entire assault fleet, while they completed the mission, the entire assault fleet uh, was destroyed doing that, essentially. And it showed that Poe, while being a badass, still has more growing to do. He can't just be a fly boy, kind of like Han Solo, where he just does what he wants to do. You know, he's, he's being bred to lead. He's got to Oh, will never be Han Solo. No, I'm just saying, but like Throwing he's he's there. gotta be bred to lead. That's what they want to do. They want to bring him to lead and you know, he's gotta learn that lesson. After that, it started going downhill for me, honestly. Like I I, I had a brief text message conversation with you and I could tell you didn't want to talk about you want to save it for the show did. because I did. because I was getting into it a little bit. <clears throat> it this movie started out as Empire and basically the main plot was an episode of Battlestar Galactica. I don't know. I don't know if you watched the Battlestar Galactica series. So wait, wait. Let's
0: because <clears throat> I like I watched some of the original Battlestar Galactica from the not sev- not, not, the not 70s. that one. The, the
1: sequel series. I didn't watch too much of that. <clears throat> a lot of people did. And actually, Ed was the one that pointed it out to me, and I realized, yeah, that's right. That it it rings tons of bells. Basically, the entire main sub story is the First Order figured out a way to chase them through light speed. And now they're chasing them down and uh, they can't jump anymore because they're running out of fuel, so the first order is kind of bombarding them because apparently their ships are too big to chase them down. Whatever it's, that means. It's a thing. It's a thing. But it's physics. Physics exists in space, Adam. It physics does exist in space. But anyway, that's basically the plot of an episode of Battlestar Galacto. There was an episode when they when the fleet with Galactica, the battleship, escapes Caprica, their home planet. The early on, they jump through uh, sub uh, sublight speed. They jump through subspace, and after like thirty minutes, the Cylons appear and chase them down again. So they got to jump again. That's that was an episode of Battlestar Galactica. They basically took an episode of Battlestar Galactica and said, nobody's gonna remember that. Let's fucking do it here. I don't think they really did that, but they that's basically what it was. And they didn't do it as well as Battlestar Galactica. I'm gonna say so. Um, then, The greatest trick
0: the devil ever <laughs> pulled is to make people think that there was originality left in the world. Because <laughs> there's nothing originality. Battlestar Galactica used to rip off Roddenberry
1: and Star Trek That's all fine. the time. That's fine. I could forgive it, though, if the writing wasn't so bad. The writing and the story was so bad. Everything with Kylo Ren I liked, everything with Ray and Luke I liked. I thought those were great storylines. Everything else sucked. So I, I sucked. You don't like you didn't like the whole great tale of
0: Finn and Rose going to the gambling planet. And rescuing, I was going to get into that. I got a whole I got, whole, whole. I got a
1: whole. I got a whole rant about rescuing that. the space horse. And <laughs> I got a whole rant about <laughs> Let's that. Let's hear your rant, then. That's what we're. What we're here for. That's what people
0: little are all tuning in. To My rant
1: about that is: first of all, the plan made no sense. The plan made no real sense. Let's be honest. They needed a
0: guy. They They needed a guy guy that they didn't know that existed, and they
1: had to go leave the fleet, use precious fuel to go to this planet that nobody nobody knows that this guy exists. And there's apparently a guy, not the guy they were told there was apparently, but it's a completely different guy that ex mocketed himself into the situation. (laughs) (laughs) So they got the guy. The whole fucking storyline makes no sense. It's a whole subplot. That just takes you right out of the movie. It takes you right out of the movie into a completely different movie. Like, like if this was a TV series, that would have been one episode. Right there. So, one one story. So, they get the guy. Not only do they get the guy. Benicio. They get the guy. They get Benicio. Which, um, um what was the actor's name again? What was his name? Um, Benicio Del Toro. Oh, I thought you... I thought, Sorry, my bad. Yes. I was thinking you were talking about the character's name. Yeah, Benicia Dettori. I don't know what his character's name was. Completely wasted in the movie. He's fucking wasted in the movie. All right? They get the guy. They get onto the fucking starship so that they can... Basically, the whole thing is somehow this lead ship can track the fleet, which is why they need a hacker to get them in to get into this area so that the engineer can shut down this tracker. Doesn't explain how this this ship is tracking it. It just says it can track it. Fine, whatever, moving on. Um I would have I would have loved it if there was like a spy or something like that in the resistance. So you wanted, I wanted you s- wanted a Jordi data conversation about how the tracker works. No, I wanted you don't something Don't get
0: that with Star Wars. You I, get that with Star Trek. I didn't Well something. the well the
1: <coughs> flux capacity of the co- I don't polarity need, of the, I don't need a Geordi, you, you, I don't you, need a Jordi data tracker, but I need there to be like one or two lines just thrown in there and be like, "Oh, we managed to launch a tracker and it's outside the hull of a ship or we've got a spy in their system." See, That's I thought, all I need. That's all I need
0: and I'm like Cool, let's do it. I thought Laura Dern was the mole. <coughs> I'm not going to kid you around. I thought Laura Dern was the mole.
1: Turns out there is no mole. It's just, it just happens. No. So whatever, fine, moving on. So not only uh, do they get onto the ship. So is uh, Dr. Sadler, like, available? <laughs> <laughs> so not only they hack into the door, they go to shut it down, Um, they get caught doing it.
0: The
1: they get caught doing it. They get caught hard. And then, Benicio Del Toro character is the one that betrayed them, and then he fucking leaves. So basically, what we're saying is, the entire subplot with Finn and Rose di- didn't make any difference. Made po- zero difference. Poe will
0: never be Han Solo, because Benicio fucking Del Toro <laughs> is going to be Han
1: Solo, that's, I loved him. I loved him. That's fine. But then this whole, the whole. basically what it means is that whole, the whole 30 minutes or so that we spent on this planet with Oh ben yeah. And Rose, the, all that time that we spent on there, you might as well not cut it out of the movie. No, Because they get it. caught and it, it doesn't matter. They freed matter a me. space
0: horse, Adam. They freed <coughs> space horses.
1: Yeah. They're free. It's like, it's like, basically the writers needed a reason For the ships to be able to detect the smaller ships when they left the main flagship. They needed a reason. They were like, I don't know how we're going to do it. Okay, this entire subplot fails. And then, you know, the dude betrays them and somehow tells them about this and that and the other thing. Let's talk about the escape plan, too. Let's talk about that. All right? This whole thing would have worked. I thought you want to talk about Leia's free dive. Oh, I'm getting (laughs) into that. I'm getting into that. Getting into that. Let's talk about the escape plan first. Okay. The escape okay. plan, the logic of the escape plan is for this person who's in charge, we'll get into why this person is in charge when Leia is not in charge, but this person is in charge of the entire fleet, takes over as temporary general, whatever, and she's, got this, she's got this plan, mm-hmm. but she, nobody needs to know what the plan is, though. Nobody needs to know what the plan is, but she's got a plan. To need to the basis, Adam. However, if she would have said, I've got a plan... I have a plan. You don't need to know, but I have a plan that we're going to get out of here. You don't need to know. I've got a plan, though. Trust me. I've got a plan. Poe would have never sent Finn and Rose to yes, this planet. Yes, he would have. If she would have
0: said, we have a plan, just chill, homie, he would have been like, well, what's the fucking plan? She's like, I'm not fucking telling you. You could be the mole. You could be how they're tracking me. I don't know you from Adam, and you, want, you wanted me to tell you our secret plan. No, go, go, then fuck fine. Then fine. go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. And
1: fine. And he's going to be like, fine, then. I'm sending this guy and that girl. I'm going to send them away. But, you, but for this plan to work, though, people would have to have known. People would have known to get things ready. So there would have been widespread enough gossip around the ship that it would have probably gotten back to Poe. I'm making assumptions. I'm just saying. But what I'm saying is, had, had Poe been informed about this plan, he would have never sent Finn and Rose to this planet. They would have never got caught, and their plan would not have failed. It was... Terrible writing, horrible writing. It was not great writing. It was there for no reason. And then it all ends with everybody being friends after you know Poe gets knocked out when he tries to take the bridge and shit like that. It all ends with, I you know I think I like him. He's gonna make a great soldier one day. The fucking dude just held a gun at you and held He's you hostage. He's responsible for hundreds of deaths because and all of a sudden and all of a sudden you respect him now. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> like seriously, shut up. Now let's get it. Now let's get into Leia's fucking. Dive back into the ship. Let's get into this. Let me tell you, I spent half this movie like this. She's a Skywalker! You can't can't see it. I had my head tilted to the side with my my mouth half open like, huh, okay, huh. There was no... Unlike Force Awakens, there was no wide-eyed, oh my God, this is so amazing. Let me tell you why I hated it. For those of you who don't know, when... The flagship is attacked. A TIE fighter shoots missiles at the uh, bridge of the ship where Leia is sitting. Blows up the entire bridge. And everybody that do not get blowed up by the uh, fiery massacre the fiery of, hell, death, yes. of hell. The hellfire. Um, yeah. Gets sucked out. Leia is one of those. And I thought that's how you are. they... You're I, you your afraid you're going to get sucked out. I thought that's how they were going to deal with Leia... With uh, Carrie Fisher's death. Yes, I me thought, too. Me I too. thought they were going to send her out like that. I, I thought, was like, well, that settles that. I, I was like, I guess that's how we're going to do it. Okay, it's it's a sad moment. I'm like, it's mm-hmm. sad. Carrie Fisher died in real life. Now we have to watch Leia die. Oh my God, this is so sad. And then they pan the camera out to space and you have a close-up on Leia's body. I'm like, oh my God, we actually have to watch Leia drift into space. So horrible. And then her fucking eyes pop open. I'm like, no. And then she reaches her hand out and fucking Jesus herself back into the fucking Mm -hmm. empty bridge. Forces herself. Opens the door. forces herself. Yeah, okay. She uses the force, opens the door, and does that. I can, listen, I can forgive the fact that she can use a force because she's a Skywalker Skywalker. And she can do that. I can't forgive her being out in the middle of the vacuum of space and surviving. She holds her motherfucking breath. No, you can't do that.
0: That doesn't work. Jedi's can. Well, she's not a Bullshit. Jedi. She has the force. She's not. Face-
1: but she. But she's not a master of the force. No. She can. She can. She's got enough to do parlor chicks at, at a wine party or something like that. <laughs> but is this your card? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, what's that in your ear? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I thought. I thought it was first. You're fired up about this. I am this. fired up. I'm mad. If you're gonna. If you're gonna keep. If you're gonna keep let Leia survive this. Don't let her survive this by being in the vacuum of fucking space and having her suck herself back in. <laughs> I could even forgive it, honestly, if there was like an X Wing flying out there and they see Leia's body and they bring her back in. And she, cause she's in a coma afterwards. It's not like she, she's up and at him and everything like that. They when did she in walks Guardians in. of the Galaxy. Yeah. And I, and you know what? I hated that too. I thought it was bullshit. Here's the thing though I forgave them only because it was explained later that Quill was only half human. He's half God. That's why I Same let it go. Same thing with go. Leia. Same thing with Leia. She's not half God.
0: She's half Jedi. Not, she's not power. half God,
1: and she didn't really train as a Jedi. She might have, you know, trained by herself to, you know, she picks, to 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 move the cup, the mug across the table or something like that. Her brother
0: is probably like, "Yo, Leia, if you ever find yourself out <coughs> chilling in space,
1: this is what you have to do." I, I but what I'm saying is I could I could forgive the whole being on space if it wasn't her that saved herself like that like if, if if there was an X-wing flying on the side and said I found General's body and they brought her in and they were like we can save her put her you know in this fucking chamber this future bullshit space chamber and we can save her I could be like all right fine it's not whatever. the future it's the past whatever it's technologically advanced compared to us so I could I could forgive it but not not waking up in the middle of space and sucking yourself back in I can't. That's, that's bad writing is what that is. Fuck! Even in the future, nothing works. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just bad writing, Scott, is what it is. It it's didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. But what it, what, it tells, bother me. what it tells me is the writers couldn't figure out how to solve problems, so they just made it up. They're like, well, we, there's, no, there's no reason for this problem to be solved. Let's just have the problem be solved. And that's storytelling now. Teddy bears took down the Galactic Empire, and you know I have a problem with that. And you know I have a
0: problem this with is, that. So... This is the universe. This 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 thing we love exists in.
1: And you know what exists too? Metachlorians. but we can't. We don't have to accept those, do we? <laughs> thank I, you, thank you. It exists I, in the same universe. Come on, come on. Apparently, it does. You I know what I did love? I did love. I loved the Yoda Uh when Yoda appeared. Yeah, cool. I loved it. Not just do I love it. It was a fucking Muppet. It was a Muppet. It was. It wasn't like a CGI Frank Yoda, Oz, too. Yeah, it was fucking amazing. I loved that. I loved, as I said, everything with Ray, Luke, and Kylo Ren. I loved that. That was written. Not everything with Kylo Ren, but everything I, with Ray and Luke, I loved.
0: I saw the, the Internet Movie Database of Last Jedi before I watched it, and when I saw Frank Oz's name in the credits, I said, "Motherfucking Yoda's gonna be in here somehow." Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, he's gonna come as a premonition," and there he was, and he was cool. It was, cool. it was
1: cool. Friggin' Luke is like, I'm gonna set fire to it, I'm gonna end the Jedi, and, you, and he's trying to do it, he's like, I can't, I can't do it, can and then Yoda's like, tap, tap, boom, lightning comes down from the sky, just lights a shit on fire, he's like, that's the Jedi orders histories, or blah, 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 he's like, that's just books, it's just words. You know, weren't even around when they were there, so shut up. Have you read them? <laughs> well, not all of them. <laughs> Luke had to learn one more lesson. You had to learn one more lesson. I loved, I loved the, I loved the ending when Luke confronted Kylo Ren oh, on that dude. planet. That was so so it was hot, right? Badass. It was pretty much Hoth. Well, it wasn't cold, so no, it wasn't. But it looked like Hoth. <coughs> it looked like yeah. It was okay. basically Hoth. It was so. basically Hoth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved it. It was so badass. The fucking he fucking wipes the salt, literal salt yeah. off of him whenever Kylo Ren's like every fucking laser cannon on that man right now, okay. and when it's all done just. Wipe the salt off. It was great. It was a so, great sequence. So I'm gonna I'm gonna
0: give give something here. Yeah, so, yeah. Go ahead. Continue. We were talking about the Steelers <laughs> earlier. Shortly after the Steelers and the Patriots game happened, I was reading one of the, one of the things. I happened to be on Facebook, and I went to one of the the, the, the full of. What, one place that's full of vile villainy and scum in the entire universe, and that's the Facebook comment section. It's oh, a yeah. terrible place to go, but somehow I always find myself there. I was reading an ESPN Sports Center post about the Steeler catch, the questionable, and I go to the comment section to see what other people have to say. <clears throat> Some motherfucker puts on the first call, con- it's about the Patriots and Steelers, has nothing to do about anything, just about a catch. The first comment in there says, some asshole puts, Luke dies. <laughs> I wanted to fucking strangle this person. I don't even know you. So the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, it's going to happen somehow. It's going to happen somehow. And then the scene with with uh, Kylo Ren where he like hits him with the, the lightsaber, and I'm like, oh, that's it. And he's fucking not really there i was like this fucking guy it, he he pulled a crazy ivan on me he wanted me to think <laughs> he wanted me to think that luke does and he fucking doesn't this is great
1: go ahead adam and then by the way i love i love i love this part so much i thought it was a fi- i was i thought it was fitting it cuts to luke sitting on that fucking rock overlooking the ocean on his island, levitating in air, fucking stone, little stones around him just floating in the air, just, he's force projecting himself, oh my god, that is so fucking badass, he fucking force projected himself there, and it, it ends with Luke's death. Luke, he, ah. he's given, he gave up the force years and years ago, and he's just now re-accepted the Force in his life. Not only does he re-accept it, he hasn't used it for years, but he does something as as taxing, as Force-projecting yourself across the fucking galaxy. Like, that is incredibly taxing. But not only that, but it wasn't a sad ending. It was Luke accepting his fate. Luke accepting basically being taking on the mantle of Yoda now. He takes on the mantle of Yoda. He looks up into the sun, and he smiles, and he disappears. Now he's fucking Yoda. He looks up into...
0: The binary sunset and John Williams' the binary sunset is playing as it happens. Yes, I thought that was so powerful. It was, it was amazing. That's how we were introduced to Luke Skywalker in a fucking new hope, and that's how it ended. That was brilliant. As I said, it was a fitting that was end.
1: Brilliant. Luke had a very, very fitting end to this movie. It, it i thought i thought i thought it was great i thought it was a great it didn't it didn't end with some big lightsaber battle with kylo ren like it did with obi-wan and darth vader it didn't end with him traveling and rejoining the resistance and doing that no ray is essentially on her own but i still think Luke going to i still think going to make an oh, appearance gosh. as like a premonition or something like that or a voice to kind of show teach ray when she's in her time I of need i got so many things
0: i got so many things go you, go you go. you br- you brought up the Darth Vader Obi-Wan lightsaber battle. How basically Obi-Wan knew he couldn't defeat Darth Vader, yeah. but he wanted to delay him so Luke and Han could escape. And once once they were clear, that's when he lowered his lightsaber, Vader struck, but we've seen lightsabers chop people in half. And what happened what happened to Obi-Wan? He just disappeared into his robe on the floor. And Vader himself,
1: a Sith Lord, he was even confused. He what said, the fuck happened? I starts I have cut people in yes. half. I've cut younglings with well, these with well, these things. What is going on? Like you're supposed
0: to be in six pieces now. <laughs> so he's like kicking around the robe on the floor and we don't see that again until Luke does a wan He just disappears all that's left is a robe on the rock. What
1: I thought was really cool when when Kylo and Luke were having their face to face conversation, and Kylo was telling him that he's gonna he's gonna kill everybody, and Luke Luke didn't give him the whole Obi Wan. If you strike me down, I'm gonna come back strong. I'm, I'll become stronger than you can imagine. He looked at Kylo and was like, "You're not gonna fucking do anything. <laughs> you're not gonna do it. You're not <laughs> gonna. Know. You're not gonna ki- take down the resistance. You're not gonna kill Rey. You're not gonna do any of that bullshit. Shut the fuck up, you little shit."
0: And then you saw one one other thing I want to bring up. The scene, and it was so, so at Je- Return of the Jedi, where Rey turns herself in willingly, yes. thinking that she can bring Ben Kenobi back. She this is this was when Luke went to Vader. What does what does Kylo Ren do? The same thing Vader did. Takes him right to Snoke, right to the Emperor, and what happens in that scene?
1: The worst thing that could happen in this movie. It was the worst decision making, but go ahead tell him.
0: So we we remember how Darth Vader kills the emperor. Yes. In this scene, <clears throat> Kylo Ren kills Supreme Leader Snoke.
1: In a kind of a, a bitch way to go, too, nonetheless. It did. I think I this was probably my least favorite thing about this movie because it took a villain that we don't know anything about, Snoke. Andy Serkis! They wasted so many good actors. Andy Serkis is now fucking dead. He's dead. Could have been. Could have done a lot with him. Yeah, yeah. you could have done so much with him. But Snoke, we don't know anything about Snoke. We, we don't know if no. he's a... We didn't know if he was a Sith. We didn't know if he was against a Sith. We didn't know what the fuck was I going on. I thought he was going to be Darth, Darth Plagueis. That's what everybody thought, but yes. we don't fucking know now. At Here's what I thought was going to happen. I thought... Because when he does it, Kylo Ren uses the Force to turn the lightsaber so it's facing Snoke, because the lightsaber's sitting next to him in his chair, and Snoke is distracted, so he turns on the lightsaber, basically cuts him in half, using the Force and shit like that in his lightsaber. He doesn't turn into a robe. He's cut in half. Oh, he's he's sliced in half. He's fucking done. And I thought it was going to be a thing where he was going to survive. I thought he was going to be saved, because we've seen in the Star Wars universe, people get cut in half and they survive.
0: Don't even bring up... Uh, Ron Parks, uh, Darth Maul. I wasn't gonna bring that up. God, I hate that. We've
1: seen, we've seen that. Anakin Skywalker get fucking hacked to pieces, and he survived. So I thought it was gonna be a thing where it's like he's cut in half, but he's gonna survive, and they're gonna escape, and it's gonna be a whole thing. Maybe, maybe they twisted it up. Maybe Ray did save Kylo Ren. Maybe Ray does save Kylo Ren, and they go and join. Now they have to fight Snoke. I thought maybe they're gonna twist it up. No. Maybe they were gonna do that. Wrong. There was a. It, there was a fight scene afterwards with between Rey and Kylo and Snoke's guards. Badass. Such a good fight scene. But Snoke's dead. Because they, they pan down to his body, his tongue is hanging out, and he's on the floor, he's cut in half. He's dead. It's horrible. And then Kylo Ren does a thing where he's like, he does the Darth Vader thing, his completion of being Darth Vader, where he's like, oh, you know, this is going to be my empire, and I, we can make it into whatever we want. Join me, Rey, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like... I don't want Kylo Ren as the main villain. I wanted, Snoke was a good, he could have been a good villain. You ruined him. You ruined Snoke. He did this fucking, he did this really badass force lightning where he whipped it on the floor it ricocheted off the floor and fucking hit Rey. It was it was fucking cool as shit. He was, yeah. he was being pimp about his fucking, for, it wasn't just like, ah, like fucking the emperor. He was like, psh, psh, hit him. It was really cool. And they ruined it. They ruined it. They fucking ruined it. It was, it was terrible. I, I, I don't like it. Kylo Ren is not... He's aggressive and he's got a temper, but he's not the same kind of villainy we expect from a, a Sith Lord or a Snoke or something like that. The person that leads the army, Hux, he's not that much of a badass. He's kind of a bitch. Like, we've got some bad villains now, in my opinion. And here's, here's the other big, big thing I'm more curious about. They never kill Leia in this movie. Yeah. So does that mean that they're going to CGI Leia in the third movie, despite the fact I thought they said they weren't going to do it? I don't know. Basically, what it comes down to is, I don't think it's a bad movie, but for the amount of hype that this movie had all year, and rightfully so, it is a stars movie, backed with Disney's money, with the amount of hype this movie had, it should have been a good movie. I don't care about the Star Wars story movies. like I don't care about the Rogue Ones and the Solos. I thought Rogue One was good. <clears throat> it was good. I love I love Rogue One, but what I'm saying is I don't care about those movies. They can be hit or miss all you want. The main trilogy, you got to knock it out of the park. You have to. Every single one. If you're going to have Disney's money behind it, you've got to knock every single one out of the park. It can't just be average. It has to be good. And I don't think it was a bad movie, but it definitely wasn't a good Star Wars movie, in my opinion. It was a good sci-fi movie, but it wasn't a good Star Wars. It wasn't anything what I wanted. So we talked about uh, Luke's death, or whatever that was.
0: Transition into the Force. We talked about, uh, well, transition into the Force is... Is he is he taking a boat to the west? Is <laughs> is he regenerating into the next iteration of a Luke Skywalker? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. But whatever, one of those things. We talked about Snoke being chopped in half. But there's one more death that I want to discuss with you. Captain Phasma,
1: is she dead? I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, they, she fell into in a the, fiery pit of hell. Well, the first one they threw into a trash compactor on a planet that was about to blow up, and somehow she survived. So is she dead? She. I hope she's not because it's a waste. So if it's not, (coughs)
0: she is the Boba Fett of the new trilogy. Yeah. Because everybody fucking loved Boba Fett. They all had hard ons for Boba (laughs) Fett. He had hardly any lines. He was not a main character. He was. He didn't become popular until years later. Yeah. People just liked him after the fact. Captain Phasma, Brienne of Tarth. I feel like she was
1: wasted. She was wasted, is what it was.
0: One last point and then we'll end
1: it. I think one of the biggest, the poorest examples of bad writing in this movie, though, in my opinion, is the forced relationship between Finn and Rose. They're forcing a relationship between these two people, because everybody assumed Finn's going to end up with Rey, you know, they're perfect for each other, I think they were trying to make a point, like, no, that's not going to happen, so they had to bring in another character for Finn. It obviously was not planned from the beginning. It's somebody he's known for about a day. About a day. And she risks her life to save his life. marry
0: someone you just met?
1: <laughs> exactly. It's like they know each other for about a day. She risks her life to save his life. And then she says, we have to save her things. We have to save love. And she reaches up and kisses him and stuff like that. And I'm like, where did this come from? Like, can we have... Can we have character development, please, before we do shit like this? Like, this is it's like teenage love. It's like a fifteen year old saying, I just gotta I just had my first date with this guy. He's my boyfriend now. Like, I love him. We're gonna get married someday. It's it's like that. It's like, can we have some character development? I don't mind if they're gonna hook up, that's fine. But can we develop that relationship a little bit? Maybe don't do this until third movie three.
0: I kinda wanted to see Ray and Finn get
1: together. Because well, I shes wanna... gonna be a Jedi, so that's not gonna happen. What do you mean?
0: That's not going to happen. Happen? It didn't. Happen. It didn't she's, but she's not interested in that too. It didn't stop Hayden Christensen and <coughs> Natalie Portman from getting. And down. We saw how that ended.
1: <laughs> Get down. So. On it. Well, whatever. But well, here's why. But if you pay attention to Ray's character, she didn't seem like she's interested in that kind of shit. She wants to find her place in the universe, and that. So, I was always
0: hoping <coughs> that somehow, when you find out who Ray's parents are, I was. I was, hope- was going to bring that. That's yeah. another
1: great point. Was I was so-
0: hoping that they were going to be. This is where I feel that Disney played it too safe. I wanted them. To, I wanted her to be like the illegitimate t- child of, of Han Solo, or or maybe Luke Skywalker. Maybe he's. <coughs> I know Jedi aren't supposed yeah. to do that, but maybe he's sired an offspring. You know, but you find out. Allegedly, you find out that. Her parents were just like, eh.
1: They're like junkers or something yeah, like that. Whatever. they, they let they're, they're nobody. They, they just left her on their planet because they didn't want her and they needed money or whatever. They, they're nobody. I thought that was one of the best parts of the movie. Really? Here's why. Here's why. Because I don't know if they made that choice originally or if they made that choice just because there was all the big hype of, who's her parents? Who's her parents? And the stuff like that. I thought it was an amazing choice because it shows not everybody in this universe is important. Not everybody is necessarily important, but they don't have to be important to do great things. She doesn't have to be the daughter of Luke Skywalker or Han Solo or be an important person in the universe. She can just be the daughter of some random people that didn't want her and still be an important part of the universe. There's no more questions of who's your parents or who's her parents. There's no more questions of this. Her parents are nobody. They're just nobodies that just didn't want her. But she's still an important part. She's going to start the next Jedi Order. She's I, her parents are yeah. not Darth Vader. Luke's parents, Luke's father was fucking Darth Vader, Lord of the Sith, and shit like that. Like her parents aren't anybody, I, but she's but yeah. she's one of the most important people in in the universe now. Right now. Yes, now now she's she's, be- she's the last Jedi. <coughs> yes, she's become one of the we most important know. people in the universe. Who's the last Jedi? But Who she, is it? But it's she did, but she didn't do it because her parent her dad was Han Solo. Her dad was Luke Skywalker. Her mom was Leia. She didn't do it because of that. She did it because. She's just a regular fucking person who was Force sensitive. It kind of shows at at the end too. We, we at the end we see the boy. We see the boy in that shop on that planet who has the Force. Yes. he he's two feet away from the broom and he forces the broom into his hand. He's a regular fucking person, yeah. but he can be a Jedi.
0: That's what you get when I mean you find a a six year old slave boy on, the, on right? Tatooine and he was a nobody and he turned out to be. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I thought that was one of movie. the better parts of the movie. That was one of the better I pieces just, of writing. I
0: would love to see Finn and Ray get together, and I know she probably won't have a love interest, but it would make Bigot's head explodes. A black guy. That would just that would just make so many assholes mad, and I want that to happen. It
1: it it, it would um I think I think it'd be better if she didn't end up with anybody, only because her character has never been somebody who has been attracted to men. She doesn't seem like she's interested in relationships. She likes Finn because she because Finn's her friend. It, it, if, she better not,
0: if she doesn't get with Finn, she better not get with anybody, like yeah. you're saying. I don't yeah. want her to end up with Poe, because that would just be so fucking That'd be cliche. Weird. That'd be weird. He's a lot older than her, but he's a good-looking guy. They just
1: met, like literally just met in this movie. Oh, there's
0: going to be six more films out don't you worry (laughs) your little head. That's fine,
1: that's fine. (laughs) I really hope J.J. Abrams comes back. He's going to come back for the next one, but I hope he sticks around for a while and fixes this dumpster fire that The Last Last Jedi was. And like I said, it's not a bad movie. I say it's a dumpster fire because you have to knock these ones out of the park. It wasn't knocked out of the park. It was more confusing, more poorly written with bad subplots and kind of a bad main plot for the most part. So come back, come back, Abrams, fix Star Wars. We don't need more prequel movies. Fix Star Wars, please. It was pretty. I'm going to say that it was pretty.
0: All right, let's give a shout out to the beer of the show, the Imperial Red Ale from the Laverty Brewing Company in Erie, Pennsylvania. (laughs) Thank you guys for keeping us hydrated. Um, If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can send an email to foryourdistraction at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can search for For Your Distraction on there. You can like us. We're also on Twitter. Search for For Your Distraction and follow us. You can tweet us at Podcast FYD. There's a whole bunch of different ways to listen to the show. You can find us on SoundCloud by downloading the free SoundCloud app on your smartphone. Search for For Your Distraction and subscribe to us on there. Uh, we are also on iTunes for your Apple people. And uh, you can Find our show on there. Listen to all of our shows there. You can write a review and rate us. That would be great. We really appreciate that. Uh, you can also find us on Podbean under the Movie Guys podcast. It's kind of like <coughs> the the hub for the Be Real Network right now. Um, the be Real Network.com, I think, is down right now as we're recording this under construction. So in the future, you can go to www.breelnetwork.com. Like like I said, as we're recording this, it's not up, but in the future it may be. Um But yeah, Podbean
1: is the best, Podbean, best way, right?
0: Podbean's now. a good way to do it, or iTunes or SoundCloud by searching for Fourier Distraction. That's us. That's us. Yes, that is the end of twenty seventeen. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Everybody have a safe and wonderful new year. I just want to say before we sign off here, Adam, another thing that I'm grateful for is this podcast, and to all of our great listeners, whether we know you, whether we've met you, or whether we have no idea who you are, we just want to give a big, heartfelt thank you. We never dreamed that this show would be going on for as long as it was. We're just doing it because we have fun, we like movies, we like pop culture, and we'd like to take you on this little ride with us. So, again, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you guys for listening to us. We greatly appreciate it.
1: You know what I'm thankful for? Adam Driver is the most ripped Force user in the galaxy.